but I realized that I was chasing my dreams, but I realized that now my, my dreams had changed and I wanted you to be a part of those dreams. I wanted to chase my dreams with you. Hi there, I'm Kirsty Pike. And I'm Christine Diaz, and we are the hosts of the original podcast, She Comes With Baggage. So on the last episode, it was kind of a cliffhanger, but it was all about our love story. So this is going to be part two. And so now we find out, did Kirsty go to New Zealand? You may never know. <laughs> so we're back at it. Last episode, we talked all about or introduced our love story, how we met, our first date, our second mm -hmm. date, and then the U-Haul experience. We basically moved in after the second date, and we were inseparable ever, ever since. since. Yeah. <laughs> but or were we? I know. There's so much more <laughs> to when we left off, though. So it was a little bit of a cliffhanger. I think... I think where we are now in our love story is that, you know, we're living together, pretty much spending all of our time together. But there's this like lingering, lingering yeah. situation happening. Elephant in the room yeah. is saying yep. otherwise. Pretty much every night that we were together, Kersey would literally tell me, don't fall in love with me. Moving to New Zealand. I'm moving to New Zealand. There's like not a doubt in my mind that this is where I'm going and I said okay bet like <laughs> you're moving to New Zealand I don't know if I was saying it so many times because I was telling you or if I was telling me you know what I mean like if, my, if I tell you enough times not to fall in love then that means I'm not going to but I think it's because it was me projecting and thinking like oh I'm really falling for this person I'm gonna get hurt but if I tell you not to fall in love with me, then it's your fault if all of this happens. You know what I mean? I don't know mm -hmm. if that was like my mindset at the time, but... Reverse psychology. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I repeated myself over and over again. And yeah, so I just I just wanted to keep repeating it because I didn't know. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know. None of this was meant to happen, right? None of this mm -hmm. was a part of the plan. I was only supposed to live in New York City for four months, save up enough money to buy a one-way ticket to New Zealand, where I was planning on doing my working visa because in episode two we talked about how I had just moved to New York City from Australia because I was doing my working visa in mm. Australia and at that time there were only like two countries that really allowed you to do your working visa easily and one being Australia which I just used that visa and the other one is New Zealand so almost everyone finishes their visas and either moves to one of the other countries, right? That's mm -hmm. pretty much what a lot of backpackers do. So that was my plan. You know, I, that's all I knew. And you were so committed to traveling. And I yeah. feel like even for you, New York was definitely not home. Yeah. Like something you always told me is that you always felt like a number, not a name. Yeah. No, I think New York City was really overwhelming, especially because if I back it up a bit, I was backpacking before Australia. So it was about two years of me. Well, a year of that, I wasn't working. I was just backpacking. And then the other part of that was living in Australia on the beach. And every single day was beautiful and sunny and bright. And everyone's just living their best life and no, no stress, right? But then going... 180 to New York City where it's the dead of winter so it's like 30 degrees every single day I only had flip-flops and bikinis in my bag and one blue jacket that I wore all the time and and it was cold there was a lot of people everyone was hustling like hardcore hustling but yeah it's like a rat wheel kind of like you're just yeah it almost New York City almost feels like people live to work 
instead of working to live, right? It feels like there isn't a balance sometimes, or at least now at that time, it felt like everyone was just working, working, working. My whole life was wrapped around work. Like I, I'm obsessed with my coworkers and now ex coworkers, mm-hmm. and they were amazing people. But I think that the New York state of mind is kind of like chasing the dream, and you're just continuing to taste the dream like you have to make more money to even like live in new york because yeah. it's so expensive I feel like if you walk outside it's like 200 dollars just like disappeared <laughs> yeah as soon as you walk outside and breathe it's like oh there's 200 dollars. Yeah. yeah and and again like where i'm from or where i just moved from we worked but then we spent the rest of our time swimming and laying out in the sun and and just truly enjoying life for the moment and being very present So New York was hard for me to adjust to. It was really difficult. But I think what really kept me there and kept me grounded was you and our experience and meeting each other. I was like, that was what I looked forward to every single day was knowing that I would get to wake up and hang out with you again. And (laughs) so I think I kept telling you, you can't fall in love with me. You can't fall in love with me because I was like, I'm moving. I'm leaving. I want to go. I really had a love for living for the present and traveling. And I had this, what is it called? The travel bug where you just, you have this feeling that you have to travel again. I, I simultaneously, as I'm falling for you, had this travel bug and I was scared that I was going to have to pick one or the other. And so I kept telling you, you can't fall in love with me because I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. And so we kept it in the back of our mind. We were just like, look, we're just going to enjoy what this is for what it is. And, and then eventually when we have to say goodbye to each other, we will. So I think a couple months have passed, right? Yeah. We came up with the bright idea. You got invited to a wedding in England. And I was like, cool. I love weddings. I thrive in weddings. So (laughs) Christine's a professional wedding crasher. Yeah. So I was like, perfect. What better way to, you know, continue procrastinating this inevitable breaking up of this situationship that we are because we weren't dating. We weren't official at all. Kersey, well, Kersey was very adamant about me asking her out, but Again, she's moving to New Zealand, so why would I ask her out? I never mentioned that to you, though. I never asked you to tell me. But I I think what way for me to continue this situationship than to invite you to this wedding as my plus one? I don't know. It felt like a great idea at the time. I was like, sure, let's just extend this for as long as possible. And you were like, yeah, absolutely. Which kind of took us back to that first conversation we ever had where it was like we both wanted to travel. So we were like, why don't we at least go on one trip together before we end things? So yeah, we we went to England. Kirsty packed her whole bags. As we were planning to go to England, we also wanted to go to Berlin. Mm-hmm. We kind of planned this whole trip around Europe. First, we were going to land in London, then we're going to go to Berlin, and then we're going to come back for that wedding. And then Kirsty is going to leave to New Zealand. Yeah. Well, I think from from Germany, I was planning to oh, meet yeah. with you're, my Oh, yeah. You're my backpacking. Sister. So you're backpacking with your sister and your best friend, yeah. Jesse. And then from there, you're moving to New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> and throughout this time, I mean, like, you're going to be backpacking, so you're not coming back to the States at yeah. all. So, like, yeah. the moment we are leaving to England to go to your friend's wedding would be the last time you're in New, New York, York City, City until right. you plan to go back, like, whenever, I guess. Yeah, and this is also me introducing you to my friends that I had met while traveling. Um, and so I, I'm introducing you to them. And weddings are already just, like, so much rom- – like, it's so romantic and cheesy and the love is in the air and it's all just – it's beautiful anyways. So 
I'm I'm a sensitive Sally. I I love anything that is remotely about love. So I thrive at weddings too. We we both thrive at mm-hmm. weddings. Anytime we get invited to one, we're going. So we're at this wedding. It's beautiful. All of my friends love Christine. Uh, like they love her. <laughs> the banter is there. And yeah, we're having the, the time of our lives. And then I think what was it the the bouquet toss? The bouquet was being tossed. I stood in the crowd because why wouldn't I want to catch it? Kirstie is holding my drink, actually. She's not even trying to catch it. I'm standing behind you with my phone in one hand and my beer and your drink in the other hand, I think. Yeah. But I'm standing behind you recording this because I was like, I want to see if you catch it. I think you're going to catch it. Yeah. I was really hopeful. Like you could see like the competitiveness in my (laughs) eyes. I was ready to catch that thing. Is it because you wanted to catch it for me or you just wanted to get married in general? Is that what it is? You just were just like, I just want to catch it competitively. Uh... It was me. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to say for the plot that I just wanted to catch it. <laughs> no, okay, fine, fine. No, I mean, I think it was a little bit of everything. I didn't know what was happening, and I knew that we loved each other. But again, I didn't want to be the reason I hold you back from pursuing whatever you wanted to do. So I'm going to say it was a little bit of both. So my friend's wife is getting ready to throw the bouquet. I'm filming Christine. Like, like literally, literally phone in hand. She throws the bouquet and it was slow motion, but the bouquet is like tossing in the air. And then it must have done like seven flips. (laughs) It was probably one. Christine's hand is jumping. All the girls are going crazy and it flips right past Christine's head and into my finger when there's only like a half an inch. She probably had her pinky available. Yeah. And it lands right in between my drink and my pinky. And I'm literally And the like, phone caught it, by yeah, the way. And I'm sitting there. I wasn't trying to catch it at all. It just landed perfectly in my hand in between my beer. And I was like, oh, what just happened right what now? What does this mean? Is what, this a is sign? This a sign? <laughs> So, I mean, it, we were just cracking up. Everyone in the wedding was like, oh, my God, like, you caught it. Now you got to get married. Like, all my friends were just messing with us, right? I'll never forget that, though, because it was... This is also classic Kirsty move. Like, <laughs> Kirsty also happened to catch a garter in her no. mouth at one point. Like, I don't know how, but this girl was walking and caught a garter in her mouth. I'm like, should I, I be repulsed wedding. or should I be impressed? I can't tell. <laughs> Weddings, I'm telling you. I they it's my it's my time to be alive, you know. <laughs> um so we caught the bouquet, you know, at that point it, we had so much fun with my friends celebrating their wedding. The wedding itself was a couple hours north. It was a small It was village. a village. Yeah. Um so we didn't have any time to actually explore London. So we we have like 2 or 3 hours before a flight. We go over and we to the London Eye and we take our first ever picture together mm-hmm. still have it honestly it's still a pretty good picture it's a good picture considering I mean now we've built up our skills but yeah it's not a bad picture no this picture there were actually two guys in in the today's world I would have never asked these two guys to take this photo for us because there's something about it I think your legs wrapped over mine it was this really beautiful coupley photo where we kiss or something in front of a London eye and we asked these two straight cis guys to take this photo of us they were super nice and respectful but I today's time I would never do that I'd be like they're immediately gonna say something disrespectful but they, they were, were very surprised they were, when they saw what was happening they were, oh, Oh, okay. And took the photo. Uh, and it was it was really funny. But that picture, I think, was also a foreshadowing situation where 
Um, it was a, a really, you know, cute Pinteresty style photo, which we kind of reference now when we go back to London because it was iconic in, in that sense of what our relationship was going to end up being. So then we go to Germany and we're, you know, we're exploring, we're eating a lot of food. We're, we're going, going to, to Berlin. Bars. There's like dark dungeonous bars. Um, Berlin's crazy. I'll yeah. just put it that way. Like Berlin is everything you think in the movies and more. Yeah. It is, there is not many rules there. It is dark. It's sexy. Sexual. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah. There's vibes. Just like you, you'll see of... somebody walking into Zara and then right after that, you'll see them walk into like a, a latex shop. store. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And they come out with a dog mask. Yeah. And it's it's totally cool. And then they'll just go out about their day. Yeah. And so Berlin was a very, this is, we we go to a wedding and then we go to Berlin, which is, you know, two of the most different vibes, I guess, possible. It was like a very quaint village. And then we went to like dark house music. Like we're 50 shades of gray. We're wearing latex. Like we really wanted to end it with a bang. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It was so easy for us to acclimate to each other's travel styles and and if you've ever traveled with someone sometimes it can be really terrible the way that other people's <laughs> styles are when they travel like some people like to be adventurous other people like to be lazy a plan and, or or just have like a whole itinerary that they need to check off yeah and um, I think we were the perfect balance between the two of those you love to have a plan and and have you know mark off the list but you equally like to be spontaneous, spontaneous. and I'm very spontaneous, but it's actually nice to have someone who has a plan because it kind of makes you do all the things you planned on doing. And so I think that one of the things I loved about traveling with you, which we had always talked about, was that it was so easy. It, it really just felt easy that we were able to make it work and do all the things that we had planned. We wanted, we were hungry at the same time. We were sleepy at the same time. We were excited. We wanted to do all the things mm-hmm. at the same time as the other person, which Sorry. sometimes it doesn't always line up that way. So um, the traveling aspect, it was it was so easy. And I think, again, the, this whole trip was like a foreshadowing of what. Yeah, I feel like if anything, be. it was making us closer, mm-hmm. which was the hardest part because we knew we were about to be apart. Yeah. For I don't until I don't know when. Yeah. Again, really. I don't know whose idea this was to make it harder on ourselves and to be like, wow, I could see my life with this person at this point. You know, mm-hmm. do you remember the sign that you made me pronounce? Oh, my goodness. So as Christine said, all the we'll sidetrack for like a hot second. Yeah. But- <laughs> all the bars and restaurants and names. It's German. It's all in German. Right. Every and- single name is in German and in Germany. Of course. In Berlin, particularly. Which makes sense. Right. As it should be. But- right. It's very difficult to read or to say or pronounce, right? And so we kind of made a little game out of it of being like, how would you pronounce this? How would you pronounce that? Because it's all, it's hard. It's like 27 letters, as you said sometimes. So, you know, certain places be like, I don't know, like Heisenplatz or something, right? And um, then there was one sign that I was kind of joking, but I was like, how do you say that sign right there? And Christine was like, mm, dill docking. And I was like, what? I, like, what? I what could you, have bet on my life that was how you say it. She was like docking and I, I was floored. I laughed so hard because the sign said that's when you fell in love with me, wasn't it? <laughs> the sign was dildo king. It was the only word in English, right? The, the only sign sign in, in English, English that I've seen throughout my entire time in Berlin, and it was dildo king. It was dildo king, <laughs> and they were just like I don't know, the sex stores or something. And Christine with 
full chest said dill docking. It's 100% Obviously. <laughs> you didn't put two and two together that that's no. what the store was. You just thought it was in German. I laughed so hard. And still to this day, we make that joke. We're like, oh, it's a dill docking store, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hilarious. Yeah, so we traveled for that seven days, right? Enjoyed Berlin. We spent a ton of time in Berlin. We didn't even go to sleep that night. Mm-mm. We just partied through the night and... Well, because we knew we had to go to the airport the next day, and we knew what that meant, and it was saying goodbye. So, like, this was it. So, we're at the airport now, and I, you know what, I'm I'm proud to be this, but I am super sensitive. Like, I cry a lot, and I was crying at this point, because I was like, no, like, our beautiful time has come to an end. I think we had been together for a couple months now, right? Inseparably. I think it was, like, May through... October. Mm. So it was quite some time that we had been every we weren't day. Toge- we weren't dating, but we were dating. Right. Like, because we, I didn't ask Kirstie out yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking, right, we've been together for a couple months. We've spent a lot of time in New York City together. We've traveled to my friend's wedding. We've now gone to Germany. I why has she not asked me to stay? Why has she not asked me to, to be her girlfriend and come back to New York City? And I'm wanting like this movie moment of Christine saying, stay, like let's be let's spend the rest of our lives together. Never once, not has she ever said this. So we're I'm crying at the airport in Germany. I'm just like bawling my eyes out. Like I don't want to say goodbye. I, I, goodbyes are the worst. Uh, Christine's still not saying anything. She's just sitting there like exactly how she's sitting there. Like this. <laughs> she's just sitting there, not a tear in sight, doesn't seem upset. She's completely fine, which makes me cry harder. I'm like, you don't even love me. Um, and so we're... <laughs> okay, it's not that. I just have a very hard exterior. Like bitching rest phase, right? Resting rest phase. Bitching rest phase. <laughs> um brf is what i'm gonna call that it takes me a bit to cry yeah (laughs) so you didn't cry not one bit i'm now like taking my backpack and i'm slowly going through security and you know in the moments in the movies where the person turns back around and it's like slow motion and you see them walking up the escalator (laughs) yeah and it's like slow motion they're asking them to stay and they're like waving goodbye um i'm sitting there waiting for that moment and christine like we hug each other I go through security and I turn around for her as she's walking away to turn and look at me and like maybe have a slow motion moment where we realize this is a mistake. This is where we should turn around and, and be together forever. I'm expecting her to turn around any second and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And all you see is Christine just walk away, turn the corner, never looked back, never waved one last goodbye. Now then she gave me nothing, not one tear, not one wave. Not I'm pretty one. sure I said see ya. Yeah, you're like, all right, it's been fun. Oh yeah, like, it's been fun. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, it's been fun. I was so heartbroken. I was like, this is terrible. And you were never going to see me again. Yeah. Now you, you are ready. You are packed to go with your sister <laughs> and your best friend and then go to New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, long story short, I go and meet up with my sister and my best friend. We go travel together for a month throughout Europe and it was amazing. I had the best time. But throughout that time, of course, Christine and I couldn't stop We're still talking. texting. We were texting every second possible. Um. And even through the time change. And we didn't know what was happening yet. We were just texting, like, I don't even know if I'm ever going to see her again. Yeah. Like, but now see we're you again. Yeah. But still flirting, obviously. 
Duh. Yeah. <laughs> but so um, the month goes by that I'm with my sister and my best friend. I think it was a month. It might have been longer. Um, and I'm finally like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go back to New York. I, I can't do this. Well, I like, was like, we have this Halloween party in yeah. case you're back in New York. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to it. I'm going to make it happen. So I basically go back to New York City instead. And, and I was like, all right. Nice. Like, I feel like that was confirmation for me that you were willing to make that happen. I think my biggest thing was, it's not that I didn't want you to stay because I obviously really wanted you to stay, but I didn't want to be the reason that you don't fulfill your dreams. Like you, I know you love traveling. You love traveling as much as I did and I didn't even do it for that long, you know? So I just wanted to make sure that you didn't resent me. And if you were staying, it was because you truly wanted to do it make the decision on your own not because I asked you to do it yeah and at the you know now looking back on it it's probably one of the most you know selfless things that someone could ever do like you really said that you wanted me to chase my dreams first and I think sometimes with relationships people demand that someone asks them to stay or demands that they don't follow their dreams because they want to be in you know they want to prioritize a relationship but sometimes it doesn't work that way right like you very much let me go and and do what I really wanted to do and and really chase my dreams and but I realized that I was chasing my dreams but I realized that now my my dreams had changed and I wanted you to be a part of those dreams I wanted to chase my dreams with you and there was nothing that I was now I'm an Aries right like once I have something in my mind I'm not going to stop thinking about it until it happens so I was like well I want her to chase these dreams with me and, and if that was something you wanted to do, which you had expressed multiple times, that I was like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to go get her. I think this is after Halloween now. Yeah. All of my friends are obsessed with Kirstie. She is the ultimate golden retriever in the relationship. Like, she's charming and just talks to everyone and is so friendly. We had this mutual interest of going to see live shows. Yeah. And there was one particular song that resonated with us every time you would open the bar during the summer we would play this song and it was just at the peak of sunset and like the sun is like hitting over the buildings and you worked at a rooftop bar called Berry Park at the time so we would just experience that sunset together yeah and it's called Sunset Lover by Petite Biscuit and mm -hmm. so I got us tickets to go see that and at that time, they weren't even big. I know it's like crazy now, but it really wasn't that ba that big at the time. We went to that concert and that's where I asked you out you during that me. song. Yeah, you asked me to be your girlfriend at that concert. And what I love about that, his entire music collection is, it reminds us of travel, which again, everything kind of foreshadowed into the life that we're going to have now, right? That song is still such a, Travel I mean, song. It's, yeah, it's such a travel song. It's such a staple in our relationship. Anytime that song comes on, no matter where we are in the world, we're like, do you hear it? Do you hear it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. we heard it in the middle of Myanmar in like the random, the most random places. It, yeah, it, it, at some random bar or no, it was a cafe or something in Myanmar um, a couple years later. And it's just crazy how that song has like followed us, our entire relationship. And it was just so special in that moment that, I mean, you finally asked me to be your girlfriend. I'm like, pfft finally like, it's like <laughs> taken forever you know um but it was so special because I think it was so genuine um and it didn't come from a place of um I think a lot of times I have like an insecurity of abandonment so I feel 
that if I feel like I'm losing something, I feel like I have to cling on to them harder. And when we were splitting up in Germany, I think that I felt that way where I'm like, you know, you're leaving me and I'm never going to see you again, which made me like, why aren't you asking me in my head? I'm like, why aren't you asking me to stay? Ask me to stay, ask me to stay. But you never did, which I think was very different to what my abandonment feeling is, right? You allowed me to just sit through that uncomfortability and go and travel. And then I realized I wanted to do it for the right reasons to be in a relationship for the right reasons, not because of I had to, but because it, it was the right thing and it was the right thing for both of us. And it was something we both wanted. And so, yeah, we're, we're dating at this point. It's official. Um, we are. Yay, we're girlfriends. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing was, is I remember telling you, look, I we will be together in a, in a relationship, but there has to be a compromise that we, I, I need to travel and I want to travel with you. And it goes back to the dreams. Now the dreams have changed. I want to travel with you. So how do we make that happen? And I was like, let's go travel together. You're going to quit your job and we're going to travel together instead. And you were like, Mm. Chrissy was like let's go travel tomorrow like <laughs> like quit your job tomorrow and like let's go your nine to five corporate job that you've yeah. worked and went to school for for years and, and I'm like a first generation American my parents like put me through school English was not their first language they still speak Spanish to me like they just they don't get it they didn't understand yeah. who is this girl what does she mean why she is she taking you away why are you so fascinated with travel yeah and also keep in mind like I was so used to the backpacker lifestyle that I worked and then I spent everything I had and then I would work again and then I would spend everything I had and so at this point I didn't really have much financial stability at all in in my relationship I mean in my life like I was how old were we? Like 22, 23. And I was completely okay with that. Cause I was like, I know I'm going to move to New Zealand. I'm going to work. It's going to be fine. And you coming from more of the, the st- I'm stable. I'm all about stability. Yeah. And security, <laughs> st- stability, security. I'm very impulsive. Like whatever life happens, it's going to be fine. You were like, I will travel, but I need to have security. I need to be able to do it where I feel safe. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And you said, I need to have enough money to go travel and I need to have enough money to come home to. God forbid something happens. We still have money to come back to and we can look for that job, Mm -hmm. get an apartment together Mm -hmm. and still be okay living for a few months as we figure out what a new life would look like after traveling. Yeah. You had been like, look, we'll save. Until we both reach, I think, $20,000 each. Yeah. I don't want to take anything that you worked on already. I think we have the full capability of saving twenty grand, 10 k to leave with, 10 k to come back home to. Yeah. And however long, and this was like the key thing, however long 10 k will get us is how long we will travel for. And and also, I at that time, I was like... Absolutely not. That's going to take forever to save for. Are you joking? That means I'm going to have to live here the rest of my life to save that much money. I don't want to do that. She goes, well, if you want me to come with you, that's the that's the, that's the compromise. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, fine. I guess I'm going to stay in New York City much longer than I expected. So we doubled down. I think I got two jobs. You worked 50, no, you I mean, worked like 60 hours a week working. Not on purpose. Just, salary, that's just salary. ad agency life. Um, but I worked two jobs to save up for it. And we worked constantly for two I mean, like we had years. fun though. We went to Thailand in, in between yeah. then. We went to India mm-hmm. in between then. For another wedding. For another wedding, actually. But so, we saved. So we definitely had fun. It wasn't yeah. like 
two complete years of doing nothing, but it was two years that it took us to save that whole 20K. Yeah. And and then I think and then some. Yeah. And like, I, I'm also, I'm very competitive where I'm like, all right, fine. If if you're going to tell me I need to do this to make it happen, I'm going to do it. Even though I was like, at this time, I didn't really care to save money. But then I became like obsessed with financial stability. And now I feel like I'm the financial. Like, yeah, Chrissy loved fan- finances. Don't give her a spreadsheet. I love finances now. I love a spreadsheet. I'm a spreadsheet <laughs> guru. So yeah, I, I we ended up saving. We ended up saving. And I was like, all right, well, next week we're hitting our goal. So we're, you're quitting your job. You said you're going to quit. We're going to move to Asia. Kirsty has already traveled through Southeast Asia. So when I said 10K, she already like was plotting in her head like 10k like she thinks it's going to be one month but it's actually going to be forever because <laughs> the dollar... money goes a lot further yeah like insanely further we were spending like 20 dollars a, a day, day per person per person yeah. including housing food adventures we went scuba diving like we did all the things yeah. we planned that trip and um and we saved the money for it and we had our going away party at Barry Park at where I worked. We had all of our friends come. Your cousins came. We Right? Your cousins came. Everyone Everyone. Came. Everyone mm-hmm. from both sides of our life. You <laughs> told your parents that you wanted to take a, a chance on life. And this is something that you wanted to do for you. And as much as they were almost disapproving, I think uh, they they eventually just said, you're going to do what you just, want. I think ultimately, like, my parents will trust any decision that I make. Will they question it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. yeah but they at the end of the day they want what's best for you and they love you so much right so yeah we we ended up booking that one-way flight one-way and, flight and that's what i think we're going to get into in the next episode talking more about how you know we started our long backpacking trip which eventually ended up leading us to creating our platform on airplane and a whole ass business and a whole (laughs) ass business and now being podcasters this is where we are now all because of that one trip to southeast asia so yeah at this point of every episode we want to take your questions that you've submitted in the q a on our instagram pages and on the youtube comments and we're going to ask each other the questions are you ready you get the first one Okay. okay So the first question is, does Christine ever wear contacts or does she have naturally green eyes? Burning question, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, these are my natural eyes. I actually have the same eyes as Kirstie. I know. We weirdly have the same exact colored eyes. I don't know how that happened. We both have hazel <laughs> eyes. They change a little bit depending on what we're wearing, all of that. So yeah, yeah. natural. All natural, yeah. baby. <laughs> what is the biggest compromise you have in your relationship? We don't have to compromise too much, not in a bad way. Anyways, I think if anything, I was always a night person. I still can. I can be, but I definitely a night owl. I'm a night owl, but I think I compromise waking up in the mornings and being with you because you're such a morning person. So I think for me, it's compromising getting longer sleep because I'm still like to be a night owl. I I stay up late and then I wake up early. That would be my compromise. Yeah. I think your biggest thing is that at night you don't feel bothered as much because the, the world, world is sleeping. asleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also your work lifestyle before was always at night. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's where you thrived on your energy. Yeah. I'm the complete opposite. I I love waking up in the morning and having a slow morning and just like getting coffee, getting things done. I actually feel the opposite. I feel like no one really bothers me in the morning because everyone's kind of 
I don't know. I guess they're procrastinating too. Like, I don't know. No, just... my, my morning routine consists of waking up and going straight and drinking an entire pot of coffee. Like I will make Fact. that whole pot for myself. <laughs> I'm like, you can get the second pot of coffee, but the first one comes to me. This is my compromise. Um, but I think, you know, you, had, we've talked about this before that neither of us really have to like the compromise doesn't feel daunting for the most part. I think everything we've done or like that felt like a compromise we've grown to love about each other or mm-hmm. have grown to like like yeah. I think you're now more of a morning person as yeah. well like I enjoy it you just you're just up yeah all the time. I'm just up all the time <laughs> you just don't that. sleep <laughs> <laughs> what started as a compromise now we both enjoy and now it's part of building into our routine like I think you enjoy you love going to work out six days a week I did not but I will compromise and I will do that four days a week and and try to do I don't like you. cooking so I do the dishes Kirsty cooks I don't do the dishes. See, we we compromise in that way. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for watching episode three. And we're excited to go on to episode four. So don't forget to like and subscribe. And on episode four, we're going to be sharing how we started on airplane mode.